Hello, and welcome to The Paper Crane, a podcast from Codes in the Clouds and a misspent youth productions. I'm Jack. I'm Stephen. And I'm Joe. Down the line. Down the Down line. The- <laughs> phoning in to 606 with some controversial views about Daniel Sturridge and the England squad. Yeah, listen, I don't know if you can tell, but Joe couldn't be bothered uh, to get himself set with a proper mic today. So Joe's calling in from his phone. I I am, but I, I mean, at least I'm here. We don't have a Kieran this week. Yeah, we did have the option to just do it without you, but it's only slightly better to have you on, I suppose. With the phone. I insisted. <laughs> but uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in, guys. Who have we got on this week's podcast? Tuning in. Tuning this is, I mean, honestly, I'm down working on my radio. Yeah. Tuning in. This is a shit show, yeah. mate. I mean, I chose I chose six oh six and Daniel Sturridge to be like out outmoded, like like the talk that was happening like ten years ago. Even that was Jack, on dab. Yeah, Jack's taken that to heart. <laughs> and this week's guest, we have the the band the Deep Blue. Deep Blue Facts. Oh, oh, hold shit. up! This is just different. There's, a, there's this an elephant guy? in the room here. I've got. I haven't, I haven't got anything prepared. Hold on. Someone's had an update. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I'm, someone's got to step up. You know, that's the mark of a true leader. I really respect this, Steve. Yeah. I've never admired you more. Okay, well, I'll formulate this. Okay. Oh, a bit of admiration dropping. <laughs> <laughs> Formed in 2020, the Deep Blue have caused much excitement Ooh. in both the indie and folk scenes with mm-hmm. their three-part harmonies and catchy pop tunes. Very nice harmonies. That's lovely. How am I doing as the fact robot? Um, it's good so far. I'm very depressed that they formed in 2020. In yeah. 2019, we we had a special 10-year anniversary for our first album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, that comes up. That comes up. I, I, uh, I don't think you make the interview, but we did spend a lot of time talking about, like, oh, I feel old, I feel old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that's not exactly great listening, but no. <laughs> it is how I'm feeling in my hips. Uh, the band come from Manchester, with Georgia, Niamh, Kate and Sophie representing Ireland, Scotland, Wales and England individually. Love that. Yeah. And their debut EP, Taking on Water, came out in 2021. I would say their vocal sound is, what, the staves, vocally. Super super tight harmonies. And then catchy, poppy like Heim. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that description. They talk about, like, important issues that affect women, but they do it in, like, a really poppy, fun way. So it's kind of this juxtaposition of... God, that sounds terrible. <laughs> I just mean it's fun. It's super fun, but with heavy topics. Something else that was that I had to cut out was um, when we were talking about where they where they came from individually. Yeah. Jack po- pops his nose over his Daily Mail to say <laughs> he goes he goes. Oh, Ireland! Oh, you could all represent Great Britain in the oh, Olympics Jack, of music or something, couldn't thick. you? Oh, bloody... Where's that come from, Jack? Hey, mate, it's fine, because that's the power of editing, okay? We can we can cut out any of the crap that I say. Yeah, well, I, I edited this one, and I cut it out, but yeah. then I've, I've brought it up. Yes, you have, Steve. But anyway, I did check the rules, yeah, and they, they couldn't be in the same... Uh, Britain team in the Olympics anyway so most of us don't have to check the rules for that Jack. <laughs> yeah but that little edit aside 
um it was it was a really nice chat with them and i think you'll enjoy it here it is yeah so thanks for doing it yeah appreciate it i've done it yeah <laughs> oh right well I'm assuming that you're going to stay for the duration. She's of, coming of straight thing. in with sass. That's that's Georgia. That's what you should expect on this podcast. It's a heavy amount of sass. Usually it's me, but obviously Georgia's fired the starting gun early here yeah. tonight. We've got a handful on here. <laughs> we are here. But you're you're like um, my lockdown band. Oh, that's lovely. It's like the way you present yourselves. Like there's a there's a whole new language for for bands now. Like homemade things are, are way more like acceptable they're the norm mm. uh, uh, like you know split screen just stuff off the cuff you know and i feel like you you guys have like really nailed that that's very nice is that like intentional um it's definitely the cheapest way yeah yeah <laughs> um but i think we we try to stay true to ourselves don't we Niv? i think people can see right through you if you're trying to be someone you're not or be somewhere you're not so uh yeah i don't know and ultimately we just have a laugh so hopefully that comes through <laughs> <laughs> but the whole like um the whole like stuff you've been you guys have been doing during lockdown do you do you take like naturally to the whole like social media stuff or is that something you're just kind of doing because you have to because it's like what you have to do these days i think it's like the best stuff happens when we we get time to kind of sit in a room together and have a laugh with it i mean like we've done social media i think we were chatting about this yesterday is like a really good way to kind of keep an eye on all the stuff that you've achieved as well if you can use it as more of a scrapbook mentality it's really yeah. great like we were looking at yesterday like it's nearly a year since we released our track inside my head and we commemorated the deep blues first birthday um <laughs> through you know doing stuff you wouldn't usually do like we did like a crunchy version of happy birthday and we really enjoy doing covers for social media and music that we really enjoy it's a really nice way to let an artist know that mm. you as a band are listening to and appreciate their music because i think it's so saturated isn't it and if someone yeah. reaches out and has actually taken the time to do a cover of your song that's really special so we're um we really enjoy doing that i think the real real standout thing for me was the so hot you're hurting my feelings it's just so yeah. <laughs> I love that one. Yeah, I mean, it's just so well put together, just visually as well. And that's what I mean with the kind of homemade thing, but done to a really high standard. Oh. That's our that's our baby G, our Georgia Gage. She oh. is absolutely, oh, okay. she's killing that. it with the visuals. She is, she is absolutely on it. We are under her command and very happily so. <laughs> very happily so. <laughs> We've always like outsourced that sort of thing, like... Um, well, we always work with people, but having started in a in a different kind of environment, we always felt like, oh, we can't put anything out for public consumption until it's like absolutely perfect and like beautifully made, and then usually by someone else. Yeah, I think that's changed a lot. Like, yeah, yeah. there's definitely a trend now. Well, yes, for uh, probably the last year at least, towards. I guess genuineism, genuine. Have you just coined a new yeah, phrase? I'm taking that. Genuineism. Genuine. I'll take that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sure. I think, you know, I guess it stems from hashtag no filter from that kind of space. Yeah. And now yeah. we've got TikTok where people make videos that deliberately look 
oh, I just did this and I didn't even think about it. It just came out. And yeah, and that's that's going to be the, that's the annoying thing, isn't it? That like there's a load of money going into that to to then look homemade. But in the right <laughs> yeah, way. exactly. And it's the same in music as well. Actually, we just one of the tracks on our EP we spent eight, our upcoming EP spent ages. We recorded it, you know, with nice mics, and then tried to make it sound like we'd just done it on a phone. Yeah. Kind of like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go the opposite way, and then sometimes you end up just lose, using the original, mm. you know, after you try and do it all fancy and everything. I think if that's genuine and you you discover, like, a demo take or something that's that's just got a little bit of magic to it, mm. then... Um, and that's great but yeah it, i think it, you're right it can be sort of quite cynically done mm, definitely but for us anyway it's like hard to to break out of that idea that everything has to be like really finely tuned before before it comes out well i think like if you get stuck in that perfectionism thing as a musician you are really cutting yourself off before you get started because songwriting is another oh, yeah. one like that if you get into that mentality with songwriting you'll just never show anyone any songs yeah so it's kind of like if it's the same with Releasing stuff can be quite a slow process as well. Musically, I find when you record something, by the time you write something, by the time you play it through with the band, play it live, mm. record it, get it mixed, get it mastered, get it uploaded, send it around to the relevant people and then finally distribute it to so, so streaming platforms. It's so long, whereas with these, with social media, it's kind of like quite, you know, you can get quite active with it really, really quickly. Mm. We can come around to rehearsal, record a cover, write a little song, record a snippet and send it to social media and you can have show people what you're doing in real time because the music is yeah it takes such a long time yeah. in the in the in the making people demand that 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 quick access to everything yeah and you yeah. have to you have to keep but up. even with tiktok it's massive yeah like tiktok that people share a snippet and they drum up interest in it but that song probably won't come out for months at the very very earliest so it's nice to have access to both and also who wouldn't cover caroline polachek everyone is losing missing, missing yeah. a trick there I mean, it? <laughs> well i i actually hadn't heard it before your your cover oh no way and, oh. Then, and uh, but now i've i've played both versions of, you know a, a lot mm-hmm. which, which do you prefer so. steve go on then Let's let's have the breakdown. No, I'm having I'm having yours. I'm having your version. Oh. Yeah. Well, I, we really appreciate the lies there. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm a genuine convert now. I'm a genuismist. A genuismist. Oh, Genuism. Coinage thrown around. Coinage. Thank God that the cult the cult of one. <laughs> <laughs> but the way you present yourselves as a band, like with that sort of fun, almost com- comedians, I, I would say. <laughs> But that's very kind. <laughs> well, it's it's a, a lot of bands think they're funny, but you guys make me laugh. You know, but really, oh, that is very that's sweet. really nice. But it's also very like delicate, beautiful music. Mm. What do you want from? What's your like ideal response? Do you want people laughing and smiling, having a good time, or do you want people crying? <laughs> um, <laughs> I think we always love a bit of tears. Um, yeah. You know, I think like if your music makes people feel something, that's amazing. And we've had such beautiful conversations. We did some so far shows, so far sound shows in London, yeah, uh, like a month ago, and the the emotional response from the audience was just amazing. We had like couples holding each other and like singing together, rocking along with backwards us. and forwards. Rocking, so sweet. It was so amazing. sweet. They were like swaying together. We had some people cute. getting really emotional. We had some poets like clicking their fingers to certain lyrics, and <laughs> it was like it was very emotional for for certain people. And we have some songs that always provoke a really emotional reaction. But then we have like this really sassy song called "Take a Good Long Hard Look at Yourself," where we kind of pray like angels at the end of it, and that is yeah. just a laugh. And that is, I think. 
a different side to us that we don't I mean, you can't really take yourself too serious. I feel like you're... Yeah, you're, for sure. And if you ever see us live, that's very much the, the vibe of our live gigs. Some people say it's a bit like a, a comedy show. Niamh, certainly. <laughs> when she gets on one, honestly. <laughs> I've stage done gigs, I don't say a word because Niamh's just like, I'm like, yeah, Niamh, that's funny. You keep going. <laughs> really? So, you, are you nailing like stage banter? Is that, are you the chief banter on stage? Uh, I think like I just kind of sometimes if I just get a bit tickled at the beginning of a set I will I will just have the crack but I think like the best thing ever is we've had some real moments where one of us has come out with something really weird and then made other people laugh we had one like kind of a moment where I, I think we get you know you kind of get set in in ways of of explaining certain songs like certain songs have like real attachments to people or maybe George has written one or I've written one and it means something to that person and then <laughs> we just had we did this gig on Saturday and I think I was meant to introduce it but I went too far into the introduction and I was expecting you Georgia to say oh this one's about my boyfriend or whatever <laughs> and then he just said something like have a quiet moment and listen to it and then I was I like because <laughs> I wasn't gonna tell the story because they were so loud I was just like let's just play it and then you were off on one yeah. and then you were just like I oh, just listen to the song just listen to it I was like right all just right listen to it. <laughs> it's good to be able to do both things isn't it to, to be able to bit of a discourse on it or just yeah. to, just like it, it's influenced by the room like we've had shows like I remember, like Jack, do you remember that show? We were in like a, it was a pub and there's like a side room, but it wasn't quite separate room. Like the bar connected them both. I mean, you described oh, like half oh, the I hate that. Yeah. I hate yeah. that. Yeah, right. So, so we were playing really quiet and it was, it was, you know, it was like just, just really mellow vibe. And a guy came round from the busy main area of the pub and just in the, in the, in this perfect moment of silence and he just went can i have eight sambucas please mate <laughs> and, then, and then like ev- everyone in the room laughed and it just completely changed the the vibe yeah. Some, basically my point is that you can't control that sometimes you just got to like, yeah. go no you've just got to go with it i mean go also is is eight sambucas enough really is the main question that i have from, <laughs> it, it was just from that. Not for, not for it was the most people. confident move i've ever seen <laughs> It was just he didn't he, he didn't care at all. There, there was like a hundred silent people. I think we've we've definitely had some. We had when in our George and I were in like another band previously, and we had played at a folk festival, and we played a cover of of Breathing by Ariana Grande. Yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, we thought we had the crowd down, and then this guy arose from his seat playing the spoons. Oh yes. <laughs> and. Amazing. He accompanied us on the spoons, but we had a few songs left in the set, and I had this vision of like we are gonna have spoons, spoons the whole way, <laughs> spoons the whole way. You know, to be honest, it wasn't. He just kind of sat. He just kind of. He was sat. quite good at the spoons. He was though. really good, but I don't know it how added it was, something. How, it added something, yeah. But I just don't know. I think sometimes you have just got to, you've got to go with it, and especially something like with intimate shows, if you can manage to interact with the audience and make them laugh mm. or make them. Cry. cry it's it's good it's good and that's what it's about like the best gigs i've ever been to i've i've cried or Nave i've cries at every I, gig she goes i do to. not cry at every gig that uh, i go to yes, you do. no i really? do not here's the, the test here's the test Spill my have, secrets. You, have you ever written down on the set list like you know insert little bit of banter here or oh yeah <laughs> have we 
Yeah, well, we we do plan. Oh, we because there's yeah, three yeah. of us with microphones. Like we can't. Yeah. We've tried it. We can't go all on there and then just like make it up. We'll be there so all night. Yeah. Either we all yeah. stand in silence for <laughs> a song, or we all try and speak at once. So we do assign like you hear, you hear, maybe, and then but then we're it's a loose structure, so we we tend to then right. uh, go off piste, if you will. It's good. Sometimes. We don't. I wouldn't say never say insert banter here, but I know. I know where someone's going to say something weird if yeah. they're not usually introducing something. But do you guys do it? Do you guys uh, plan your banter? Well, Who's well the main speaker? I'm, I'm <laughs> the banter one, planners. I'm the one yeah. that talks, and right. Basically, sometimes I get the I can feel the the hook around the neck saying you're you're doing too much talking. Now. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah, not not so much song introduction, just. Steve just tries his best five minutes that he's got. Well, in fact, in fact, <laughs> other founder member Kieran gave me a rule at the very start, which I've always adhered to, is that we're not allowed to say the title of the song because mm. he just he found he finds it he doesn't like it. So is it the and next we're going to play and this song is and this song <laughs> and is on the yeah. guitar? Yeah. It's Kieran, <laughs> I see. So yeah, so how did you guys get to like? How did you guys meet? Is it was it kind of university or something? It just seems like you guys are from all over. Like. Yeah, well, we all came to Manchester Uni, and then when right. I started the old band, came across Nave, just you know singing, and uh, <laughs> just standing in the corner of the club, singing. just singing. I was. I singing just came somewhere. home, and she was just in my eyes singing. I don't know. It That's stayed like weird. that ever since. It's not far off, to be honest, what happened. But I remember <laughs> we had like a first rehearsal. Like Georgia auditioned me for to be a, a harmony hardcore. singer for uh, some music that she'd written. And I remember going in to her uni house at the beginning of second year. And we just went up and sang some songs um, in her house. And it was so lovely. And then Georgia was like, yes, I think you said at the end of it, you're like, yes, this will work. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. <laughs> and it was really, and then Sophie, we saw drumming at a gig because uh, we really yeah. wanted a female drummer and we'd heard she was awesome. So we went and saw her at a gig and she was, as we had hoped, awesome. Yeah. And um, Katie Emanuel's voice, anyone who's heard her voice remembers it. And I. Yeah, she's got a great voice. It's exceptional and like velvet. So I saw her at another gig and kind of, I just kind of reached out and hoped that she'd be interested in joining when we set up Deep Blue and. And it's been it's been really awesome, but that's definitely George and I are, are OGs. We're coming up on six year anniversary, hun. <laughs> I know. Yeah. We're like wow. an old couple. Yes. Are you sick of each other yet? Absolutely uh... not. <laughs> that's good to get that far and not be sick of each other. No, no, it's, it's that good. seemed to be something you were harboring there, Jack. And I don't like the Oh I don't like gosh. The tone. Oh, I see. What well, we're going on. We're going on like double that now, Steve. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So we've got lots of resentment. Yes, I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> but it seems like you sort of present the Manchester thing as like quite a core part of your band's identity. Yeah, I think because we all come from everywhere, we can't exactly identify with Scotland, Ireland, England, or Wales. Um, and we all met here and definitely found a home here. And also, I think Manchester's quite cool. Yeah. Like, I don't know, it makes us look cool. I've <laughs> only know. been there once, but it has got a vibe to it, I feel like. It has got a vibe. Oh, and yeah. it, it is a really cool place. It's got a great music scene, really nice musical community here that we've, well, that's what we've grown out of. So I guess, yeah, the, the home of our music is certainly Manchester. Definitely. And we're proud, proud to be a band from here because I, I wanted to ask you about that because it, it seems like you've got that quite rare thing of like a you know an actual local scene mm. and mm. and you're like of that scene and people know you like you'll, you'll be a, a great support for like a massive band comes in 
they play Manchester. That's like true. who who's a who's a Manchester band, and then you could play it. Yeah, and that's like rarer and rarer. Well, that would be amazing yeah. if we can if we could if we could be that. That would be incredible. I think like well, we are kind of that, aren't we? We just last Saturday. I mean, they're not a Manchester band, but they toured to Manchester, the Amazons, and we supported them at, at Manchester Academy. That was great. Exactly. So you're you're the you're the Manchester band. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I think we we definitely do feel like a really strong attachment to it there are some really wonderful nights in manchester that happen like the whiskey jar that we love singing at and i think we've all been to uni here georgia uh, katie sophie and i did the same music degree at manchester uni at various times um and the music department there was just so much life in it and so many bands going on so are there venues you could just like turn up on the same night every week and you know you're guaranteed to see something like half decent at least yeah, yeah definitely the castle gulliver's yes yes the the venue called yes and deaf institute oh yeah yeah i'd say they're the pillars of the kind of grassroots just a just a bit more than grassroots music scene i'd say yeah, yeah. but there's that that debate about like subcultures can't form and new scenes can't form because there's no like physical place where everyone is Mm. so my theory on your band is you're you're sort of on both sides of that debate because you've got a real like physical place as part of your identity but then you know also you're very active social media band yeah it's really funny that you keep saying that we're a social media band because i wouldn't describe us as one i think as much as we love it like it takes it's not i wouldn't say i don't know you can disagree with me here and if you like i wouldn't say it, it comes totally naturally or perhaps it's just harder for a band to to be really present on social media because if it's just one of you you can bloody film all day night if you like yeah it's easier when we're as you said as you said g when we're together like during the summer we did loads of festivals i genuinely find the girls really funny so it is kind yeah. of easy to do content from that and kind of film each other you know messing about or whatever but i do I think as well, there's that kind of huge emphasis on artists these days about what's your brand? What are you saying? Who are you? You know, and you have to like work really hard to define that and the way that you look and the way that you talk and how you post. And I think as a band, getting a group identity can be quite tricky because it's a fluid thing and depends who's speaking or who's writing the posts or who's kind of like behind the camera. Mm. But I think generally we're we're all just harmony nerds and we we like to kind of have a laugh and and we genuinely really enjoy what we're doing exactly yeah i think what we want to get across is that we actually exist in the real world yeah we don't exist yeah. on the internet and our live presence is is way better than seeing us on instagram and we want to inspire people to come and i don't know come meet us in flesh and blood mm. rather than uh, just exist on the internet because then i think it's a very different relationship with your fans. It can be wonderful and it works really well for some artists, but we're primarily in real life. Yeah, yeah I'd say. For sure. Yeah, well, it seems like there's an energy at your shows, certainly. And that's what I mean about this, like, this. I, it feels like there's this scene where you are, you know, in, yeah. in a physical place. I, that's to, you've got to give thanks to one guy in particular for building a great music scene mm-hmm. or helping to build, and that's Joe McAdams in Manchester, this kind of crazy Glaswegian man who lives in Manchester. God knows how he ended up here. But uh, <laughs> he runs the Whiskey Jar open mic, which is now twice a week. 
And there's just honestly so many great musicians come through that and it's like the breeding ground for, for new music and new musicians. And I think sometimes you need a bit of a culture maker and he's yeah. certainly yeah. one of them. I've seen I've seen him introducing you on, on, a, on a video. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is there a difference between the harmonies live and the harmonies on the recorded song? I imagined sort of a bit more improvisation going on there and it was going a bit crazier, more ornate. I think we've sometimes we record something and then we style it out live or add ad-libs and sometimes that happens but generally it's the same like we we sing try to keep to recordings like try and keep it like we could recreate the sound live less so with instruments but we like to keep three voices so you know who we are and I guess if you listen to all of our music you can hear our individual voices in the solos some people take more solos and songs but yeah generally it's the same although I do I do go a bit rogue sometimes though (laughs) I would say about like doing the covers especially when we're not playing instruments so much easier to do something a bit more difficult and also covering somebody else's song you've got the tune and yeah often it's quite a you know it's a simple tune because songs tend to be because people can sing them and then you've just got that creative license to just take that and go wherever you want arranging those harmonies uh but yeah i think also as I said, trying to sing something deeply complex and play an instrument and move and look like you're this is like the best moment of your life on stage is uh it's difficult. <laughs> so Plus yeah. you've got to have a great like monitor set up, everything's gotta be perfect, oh, I God, suppose, yeah. right? Don't talk to us about oh yeah. my god. <laughs> three three part harmony is no joke with the L monitors, yeah, trying to hear everything over all the instruments. Yeah, well this is this is why you're sort of like three-part harmonies are safer usually in that folk world that we were talking about once mm-hmm. you start going into like a noisy yes. bustling ven- venue yes god it's difficult we really struggle with that having the three-part quite soft singing in front of you know a drum kit yeah that's a that's a difficult feat it seems for some sound engineers to wrap their heads around <laughs> But, uh, the yeah. sass is back Sorry. it took a while it took a it's minute it's been a long day now I've got to let it out girl I am behind you 100% I know you're the yeah. sass queen where's your sass gone listen yeah it's a real thing, a real thing. <laughs> but yeah I mean just to come back to your like harmonies it sounds like you self-described as harmony nerds I think I would probably describe me as a bit of that as well maybe Steve too Aww. And I mean, your harmonies are obviously just incredible. You don't need me to say that. Thank you. But um, like, it just seemed to me like you just you said about how your voices had their own like individual sounds. But I think something that I kind of noticed when I when I started listening to you guys for the first time was that it could be a two or three part harmony, but it sounds like one voice to me. It just seems like it's quite rare actually where you hear a band and it feels like when the harmonies are there, it feels like you can't pick out quite where the voices are separated because it just sounds like one sound coming from your speaker. I think we're really lucky with the blend for sure and I really enjoy the blend but I think what I love most, well, probably the thing I love most about Deep Blue is how we sound in unison Yeah, and how that sound is really mushy and you can't, as you said, like pick someone out but when we each have a solo, our voices are so different and like Katie's a little jazz queen and um and I'm kind of more uh, maybe like the stuff that I listen to and I do a lot of ad-libs and kind of like twiddles as as we call them and then twiddles you know and then Georgia your voice is uh, really folky I think and you come from it is quite folky yeah you know it's yeah. really nice to sing together and then make something that sounds like a unit and then yeah. when you come apart it's quite nice but I think that's something that we really enjoy doing we all have choral experience yeah. as well so the blend is mm. 
is built in. <laughs> it doesn't just come out of the box. Yeah, you, yeah. I think many years a, of it. It's a technique, singing and listening. It's like I was thinking about this the other day when we we're singing. Like I'm not. It, it's like a very kind of cyclical process. Like you're processing what you can hear from the other two, and adjusting your voice accordingly, but kind of doing it without even thinking about it. So. Yeah. yeah, and I just find harmonising yeah. is just so much fun. Like I'm not, a, I'm not good, a singer, right? I'm obviously nowhere near anywhere I can sing. Everybody's like a singer, but you know, what I mean? there's nothing like when you hear someone singing and you can and you just like get the harmony right. Yeah. You just feel so good when you nail it. I think it definitely makes us feel slightly euphoric. Like maybe yeah. that's why we're so giggly and. I'm so jealous. Like I wish, just I wish I could get in a three part harmony like you guys can get in one. You can come awesome. round and sing with You us. should oh, absolutely do some three part harmony. Would, you would vomit if you heard me sing. Oh my gosh! Me. Well, that is a strong reaction. <laughs> First of all, you should not be talking about that about your singing voice. You've got to back yourself with that kind of thing. But it's okay, definitely yeah. It's good. <laughs> is is that blend like? Can you affect that blend, or is there a, well? Obviously, you can in terms of pitching and everything. But is it sometimes down to to the luck of how like? Tombras work together and stuff. Yeah, I think Definitely. the raw materials. I mean, we 100%. didn't just bump into each other in the street. You know, Nave mentioned I sang with her before letting her in, <laughs> and uh, and then we sang with Katie before we let her in too. <laughs> so uh, if it had sounded awful, we we wouldn't all be here yeah. today. Uh, but luckily, it did sound nice. But I think you you know we really it is something that I. I definitely have noticed there is there is 100% so much luck with it in terms of like when we met and how we met because like yeah. I've sung with so many people in my life in my in my 25 years in my <laughs> my my long life but I've sung with loads of different people and and voices sound different voices sound beautiful together but I think when even when George and I when you and I sing together it's a different sound but when when we heard Katie's voice with it, yeah. I think there was definitely like a level of mush was achieved that we could be like, yeah, <laughs> this is the one. She's know, the one for the job. I know exactly <laughs> what you mean with that term. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it, sound, it sounds not very complimentary for how beautiful it is. Oh, yeah. Mush is good. Mush and crunch. Those are the two most important <laughs> words. I feel like we've developed our own vocabulary. We've got mush, crunch, noodle. Yes. Uh, bit, what else have we got? Bit of spice in there for sure. I think... If you can, you just have to be careful not to to overdo it on the seconds <laughs> or the the one on two the, seconds, the one yeah. two threes on the crunch. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, Georgia is you know Georgia, you're you're really great at finding the awkward notes. Um, that just uh, just about enough tension in there that when they resolve, it's like ah, oh, that is really nice. Yeah. Thank God. So are you think are you thinking in notes when you when you're harmonizing together, like in either in the writing or in the performing of an already written thing? Are you thinking, oh, I've got to hit a C here? No. Nope. I'll run up. Mm-mm. But no. Yeah, I don't. I'm not. No, I... Are you? Because we don't know. None of us have perfect pitch, so. But I know what you mean. Like if you're putting notes in certain sections or writing it out sheet music wise or playing it on piano, I think sometimes we do, do go about it that way with the piano. But I think if it's so much in the, like I can hear your harmonies come out and the way in your writing and stuff that you listen to and your are kind of grounding in, listening to Joni Mitchell and well Elton for you G and all these kind of people like you can definitely I can always tell when Georgia's written a song if she's told me she's been listening to someone it kind of <laughs> comes out in that way I'm like you know if you listen to a load of Aurora or Carolyn Polacek and then write a song in that style but with harmonies I think like you just kind of feel it out I love doing it in the room yeah. 
yeah. with everyone. I'd say it's not really a note process. It's more like a feeling. Right. As if you were like feeling a shape with your hand, perhaps. Yes. Yeah, no, I, I get Decide yeah. what shape it is and... Hmm. And yeah, I'd say it's more like that. And like a bit of muscle memory to it, almost. Yeah, kind of. I think, yeah, we have spaces that we sit in, for sure. But I think... Yeah, that's true. You know, that is yeah. there is a kind of a formula, loose formula to it, and that I take the lower case higher, and then right. Georgia Newton right, around so the middle. You, so, so you kind of know, generally, which position you're playing in. So, like, who who's, who who normally takes the fifth, and who normally goes seventh? Or? It's not, not, not in a chord structure kind of way, yeah. It's just like, just if, if we're going to sing something, uh, some of the songs is completely topsy-turvy and I'm in the middle or I'm singing the high notes. But I think like if we know that like Georgie and Katie are singing something, I'll generally sing a lower harmony yeah. with it because that's where I feel really comfortable right. sitting. If we're just going to improvise something, like let's just try, like say we're trying to smash out a cover for socials or something, we might just say, okay, using the tune and then mm. you go low, you go high. And typically Nia's on the bottom and Katie's on top. But sometimes we also, I'll take them away and arrange them or one of us will arrange the mm. parts right. and then come back and say, this is your line, this is your line. And then you get a different sign then. Yeah. I mean, what is, your, what is your writing process generally like then? Is it that, you know, one of you guys would be at home writing a tune and then you'd come to the group with it or do you guys get into a room and just jam stuff out? Kind of a mixture of both. I think we haven't had much time to write together together, mm. but it is really nice when we do. But typically it's myself or Niamh We'll write a song. And actually, me and Niv do a bit of songwriting together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Sophie sometimes... Sophie and Katie also bring songs. But on the whole, up to this point, mostly it's been... We go home, one of us will write a song, um, and then we bring it to the band. Maybe we may change bits of it, maybe uh, add harmonies. Or... This next period will be a good period for that, because we're not gigging as intensely as we have been. It'll be, really, it'll be interesting to see what comes out and how it changes as a result of being in the same place yeah you know when it's formed for sure well speaking of the formation of the songs who wrote is it it's take a good long hard look at yourself yeah i wrote that one mainly um what is happening with the timing on the chorus can you please <laughs> uh, like you you made me feel like, like i'm supposed to be a musician I, I, I can't i just can't i can't i can't clap ah <laughs> uh, i love it i love it when songs repeat the same phrase and they don't fit yeah. In, yeah. in in the bar I love that it's like my favourite thing to do I mean I do it with like I'm quite irritating actually I think um, sometimes <laughs> when I sing stuff <laughs> like that um, but I think I just really enjoyed singing it like over and over again even though it didn't fit and it kind of it kind of worked like that but that's that's one of our sassiest Last song. Yeah. It is just a four-four though. Yeah, it doesn't well, have that's any the thing. Yeah, it just it, comes across. The melody just goes yeah. across the yeah, line. Yeah, it's just the, the start of the the line doesn't hit on the one every time. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's like that singing exercise. Oh, maybe it's really embarrassing. Right? No, it is. Dead. Yeah, are you going to do, da, 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 do a singing exercise right now? Da, 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 the Phantom da, 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 of the Opera one. Yeah, there's I, I don't know that. Phantom of the Opera, the Phantom of the Opera. I can't do it. Can you do it? No. Well, I got like a different one that. Okay, what's yours? Um, I like beans on toast. I yeah, like beans one. on toast. I like beans on toast. I like beans on toast. I like beans on oh, toast. God. I like beans on toast. I like beans. It moves around and it honestly Jeez. brings me so much joy. It really does. <laughs> I love doing stuff like that. So it's fun. That sounds that. fun. I'm gonna have a go at that. Not right now. Yeah, give later. it a go. Yeah, I think you should oh, do it now, over math, and over again. That's what math rock should be. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> Maybe that's we're true. actually a math rock harmony band. Yeah. Do you know what we are? We've we've had our time. You've, doing what you've we're doing. caught us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
So are you guys at the moment, are you in like a, so you're at a writing period right now, you say you're not gigging as intensely as you were. Um, or have you got something ready to release soon? Or Yes, we do have an EP. We're just getting the masters back now. So yeah, we've had a big summer of gigs and now we've got a couple of months without gigs, which I'm going to say is a blessing because I'm, I'm, I loved all the gigging, but I'm a bit tired. And also we need some time to write uh, a bunch of songs that are kind of all half done. So this EP... We should start to filter it out end of this year, beginning of next, um, and hopefully have some gigs off the back of that next year. So, what I mean, how would you describe what's coming from Deep Blue? I mean, is what's different or what's the same? Um, um, for this, even that urn was harmonised, yeah. by the way. Did anyone else catch that? That was beautiful. Go on, you should sorry. edit that bit and put the reverb on it. Yes, absolutely. We'll add in some extra notes. <laughs> There's um there's some one very folky one which is like very true to kind of the old yeah. style. It's still kind of in the indie folk world though, isn't it? I'd say. I think it's I think it's like a kind of a lush folk song is kind of mm. what I would say, but it's it's definitely yeah, for sure. I think that all of the stuff that we're doing at the moment has a foot in the indie world, which is really fun and really fun to play with the band. And then we've got a very sad song, but it's 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 a kind of a more on the got more of a poppy element to it, and then the stripped back one, and then all of our secrets. We're going to keep the fourth one secret because yeah, okay, that's yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing with you guys. Like, like we've been talking about these different worlds. You just don't know what you don't know what the next song is going to be like. I hope it doesn't. Do you think they're too well? We sometimes worry, like, are we jumping around the styles too much? No, or are no, they no. all coherent? It's got, it's, it's definitely coherent and has an identity for sure. Yeah. Oh, that's great. The, the harmony helps with that. I think that that stays yeah. the same throughout. Yeah, your harmonies are like, I, th- you know, fairly unique. You know, I think that's what's tying it all together, especially that. As if you care about what I say. But, yeah. <laughs> we do. No, we do care. We do care. We actively we do, do care. Because you don't get any feedback from anyone. Anyone who loves us just says it's nice. Like, we can't ask our mum. I love it. Beautiful. Yeah. But it's good to get some feedback. Well, that's a, there's, I think you just have to bring in a new element to something that's established. Mm. Like, you know, you're a new band and it feels new, but you've got this history of working on the harmonies. That's why they're so good. And there's loads of harmony bands, right? But like, I don't see anyone else doing what you're mm. doing with them. Yeah, definitely. Um, we do this in our songwriting as well. It's it's almost paradoxical. Is that another yeah. word I've made up? No, no, I think that's, that's, a, that's, I think that's definitely a word. word. You're, not getting, that's word. you're not getting credit for that one, hon. No, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> In that, you know, in, in that the harmonies are soft and then with with a kind of putting them in an unusual space that you might not expect to find them. And equally with some of our subject matters in the songs, like He Said, She Said, for example, is about something really serious and... and dark. Kind of, yeah. And dark, yeah. Um, but in a very upbeat, upbeat tone, upbeat kind of instrumentation. 
So I think we like that. I th- certainly, I, I like to make people think, and I try and do that with the photos as well. Mm. Uh, tell a bit of a story, kind of make people question what they see and what they yeah. hear and, and engage with it in some way. Yeah. Is that like the, the seal of the band? Like, that's your goal? I don't know. I've never really spoken about it, but I, I certainly think I, that's in the back of my mind when I do some of the visual stuff and some of the songwriting, yeah. I don't know. What do you think, Nev? I mean, I'm a word person for sure. Like, I love, yeah, I love yeah. words. I listen to lyrics, every lyric that someone sings and thinks about it. And then I think, you know, it's a real amazing thing. I'm quite particular about lyrics. But I think our, with some of the heavier stuff that we do, like, it's not necessarily always to juxtapose it with some, like, really upbeat song, um, something dark. But I do think that, like, it's important to us as a band to talk about things that are important and the darker topics that affect we've got a few songs about the darker topics that offend, affect women you know and it's important to us like not to traumatize people at gigs <laughs> yeah. you know and also be like oh hey here's this song about assault yeah uh right everyone let's do the sing along at the end and have a bop like that's a bit <laughs> weird we don't want someone to think of something sad but also if somebody like me in the audience who listens to every word and thinks about the lyrics that they can hook onto that and be like you know what i feel the same way then that's important to us as well because we don't just want to sing about i mean we do have love songs in there for sure um and there will be love songs coming down the line but i think the things that make us think aren't necessarily in that in that wavelength you know what i mean so it's important to talk about it the stuff that we discuss as a band as well works its way into the songs and you can't you can't just say exactly what you want to say in a way that isn't going to kind of like upset people or misrepresent yourself. So it's kind of fun mm-hmm. to play around with lyrics yeah. in a way. Yeah, it's almost like sneaking the meaning in sometimes, isn't it? Yeah, and also like having something like it's always he said, she said. If people think about what they're singing, they probably will understand it. But everyone at, at gigs, we do a sing along with that and the whole room will sing it's always he said he said she said at us and together and that's powerful in itself it doesn't need to be talked about yeah it's 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 a moment where we can be like you know what this is a real issue affecting us but everyone in this space is sharing this moment and Mm. if it makes a few people think about it afterwards that's important it doesn't need to be hammered into people it's not our role Mm. by by osmosis like subconsciously exactly well it's going to get people think about it but was that like a predetermined thing did you set out with that idea or is that just it just came out i think with what was happening in the media at the time that one was your your one g there's another one we've got in the set written by sophie which is on the same topic and that just literally came out in a big splurge one day when she was writing a song but i think that is the beauty of songwriting for me for sure it's like processing a lot of what i'm thinking about and your subconscious is active and then when you sit down with a guitar piano comes out but what what were you going to say there g i don't know well, I hope it wasn't <laughs> something very insightful because you certainly yeah, gave no. off that vibe when I looked at it's you. Probably, you. Uh, probably nothing, nothing. Interesting. <laughs> just, uh, but what about for you? You just as a band, like, what's your what's your plan? Like, look, I feel like you've got a trajectory and you're going places. Like, are you like quite goal orientated, or do you just take well, it as it comes? We've got a plan, haven't we, Nev? We do indeed. Should we say it together? Well, we get it in time if we're over the internet. Try it. We, we can try it. You guys, <laughs> yeah. countdown. You guys do a countdown. We'll say it. Where do we, uh, from three. Yeah. Three, yeah. two, one. 
World domination. We could edit it so it sounds Yeah, perfect. so it'll be together. Okay, I think as well, like, it's just important to us to achieve that one goal. The rest of it is fine. We, <laughs> yeah, can, yeah. we can work towards it. But if we achieve world domination, I think we'll be right. happy. <laughs> that, <that's> Some <laughs> might say a, lo- a lofty aim. Yeah, well, stranger right. things have happened. <laughs> okay, and that was the deep blue. Great interview. Have fun there, Steve. Yeah. I had fun. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, and that was the police with. Uh... <laughs> I'm working on my radio par. Okay. Yeah, that is a that is a tr- a that is a textbook change. back announcement. <laughs> yeah. fantastic. To answer your question, I I I would really love talking to them. Really they're they're, go, they're going places, man. They're I'm sure they're gonna go interstellar. World domination, Steve. Whoa. Well, world domination, and I think they're quite they're quite right to set that in their sights. Yeah, that. Um, we should put the the link to. We talked about their cover of the "So Hot You Hurt My Feelings." We should put the link to that in the. Definitely, that will go in the description. It's really, really good. That uh, so, so it's good. so much fun. I liked doing that one with you. Uh, that interview with you, Jack. It was very much the um, is the Chandler and Phoebe storyline. <laughs> yeah. No. Well. Well done, guys. Good questions. Good answers. Thank you. Yep, better answers than questions. Sorry, sometimes. good Steve, good editing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Edited out the the most sort of politically hot <laughs> stuff. Some politically hot stuff that I talk about there. <laughs> while uh, while we've been waiting to do this episode, what has happened in the world of music related to our podcast? Oh dear, um, was God. there a prize of some kind? Well, I thought it was very nice of the organisers to delay the ceremony to allow more people to listen to our mm. Mercury Prize special. Yes. Yeah, episode. that was kind of them, yeah. But congratulations to, in this order, Joe Power for his correct point. Sound of the horn. Stephen <laughs> Peely for his correct yeah. answers. And Little Sims, you've done well too. Little Sims, a solid third. Yeah. <laughs> that was I mean I'm, I'm, I was really glad that came out it, still, it just it still feels weird that it feels so long ago that album though it feels like a, a lifetime ago yeah even, but even like us recording the Mercury episode it was like a lifetime ago that was a long time ago the album was a long time yeah but it had to it had to win it had to win and it's I'm, so good I'm glad I'm really glad it did because I did think I thought there were others that were in contention I thought I did think Wet Leg were in contention I thought um, self-esteem was in contention, yeah. but I just think, in terms of like a masterpiece that will definitely still be listened to in twenty, thirty years, that Sims record is just so good. And if you want more of that cutting <laughs> analysis, then you should go back and listen to our special. Even though I've just done a massive spoiler and told you who <laughs> who Joe yeah, and you I. You can hear what I thought of Yardat. And if you want the straight interaction between us then get yourself down to Bexley Heath yesterday <laughs> when this comes as we speak tomorrow we're going to meet in person real beers yeah real not necessarily not, I think it could be could be Bexley Heath could be the, the up and coming Abbey Wood Oof. much much like the deep blue I think Abbey Wood will be a, a big deal in a few years time as this comes out it will have been yesterday which means that Joe is going to be doing some drunken editing of this So just sorry basically <laughs> yeah this is this is this is exactly why our achievements take so long to happen whereas the deep blue 
formed in 2020. <laughs> Where can people get in touch with us? But yeah, get in touch with us um, on social media um, at Codes Clowns. You could tell us how great we are. And get in touch and let us know about any of your teenage bands. We're loving those stories. Please, uh, how else can they get in touch, Jack? Not just social media. They can use email, uh, info at codesintheclouds.net. Sure. They can text you on 0787. Seven. Steve, of course, now has a a German area code. Steve, do you want to give your number out? Yeah, do you know the the German uh, code? 491? Yeah, plus 49. Plus 49. It's because I haven't saved your number, Steve, so it always comes up as... <laughs> no, That's no. why... Hence, hence this this podcast being recorded <laughs> on a whim last minute. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm landing in your spam folders everywhere. Look, I mean, what you're saying, Steve, is, is an awful lot of truth. And I've recently been, I've been reading a lot of truth... <laughs> recently um, and i've found that it's he's making it's, a, it's a truth universally it? acknowledged that a single man oh, okay, yeah. in possession of a good paper must be in of a crane <laughs> <laughs> that's nonsense very nice